Amigos, amigos, es mi Gigi Saúl Guerrero, also known as La Muñeca del Terror, Horror Director, Actress and Writer. You are here listening to The Atomic Podcast. Gracias. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, writer, director, actor, Gigi Sol Guerrero. Gigi, how are you? Hey, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're besides my daughter, her name is Gianna, and we call her Gigi. You're the second Gigi I ever talked to in my life, so that's it's just it's just crazy. It's funny. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. That's so cute. That <laughs> makes me happy. You can be in the Gigi club. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, well, you know, you have like you know, you're also the co-founder of your production company, Luchagor Productions. You act. You're an actor, writer, director. You you do a lot of different things. Um. Take me back, man. How how this passion of being in the entertainment field came about? You know, I know I know it's kind of a long journey of getting there, but give me like a condensed version. Like how did how did the appeal of um, filming interest you? No, for sure. I mean, it's it's crazy to believe I'm here because I was very convinced when I was very young that I was going to be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> like, wow, really. Up, yeah, growing up, I wanted to just do sports. My my dad put me in, like, um, all competitive tennis, wow. swimming, and track and field. Like, it was, like, my thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, moving to Canada at such a young age, first thing I wanted to do was play hockey. Wow. Um, and so I was just, you know, a, a total sports, sports girl. And... Um, And when moving to Canada, what changed it all is that in high school here, you need an elective, Mm -hmm. an elective course to go on to the next uh, school year. And all the electives I wanted were taken, like were full. (laughs) And and I was like, ah, crap, like what what class can I easily skip, you know? (laughs) And, And ended up choosing drama class, like theater class. Yeah. And I had no idea I would love it so much that I just threw sports out the window and I became the theater junkie girl. Like I was, I was like, I'm going to be the next Broadway star. And I was so obsessed with singing and dancing and just making people laugh that, uh, you know, long story short, my parents were like, okay, I guess maybe we should get her an agent. And then I booked my first commercial like really fast and, showed up to set there was cameras lights a crew and i was like what is this witchcraft you know (laughs) filmmaking and then that just totally changed my mind like right away that i just want to be in entertainment you know like i couldn't believe um how many people it takes to to make like a video or a movie and then from there my curiosity just peaked and I had to be a filmmaker. Like it, it all changed really fast. But it's, it all happens for a reason, right? Like the more you do stuff in life, the more you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So wow. So you had that at an early age. So that experience 
pretty much opened you up to different experiences, right? Like, wow, 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 the cameras are here. I'm, I'm the, you know, they're filming me this. I got to say this. So that part of it already appealed to you? Like, you was like, wow, this is it? What do you mean? Like, the... No, like the, like, like the, the cameras, like the attention and, 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 you know, like being in front of the camera, like all that really appealed to you at an early age. You was like, wow, this is cool. It was so impactful, like, to okay. be on the set for the first time. And I just wanted to do that, like, in any way, shape, or form. But it, but I didn't know I was going to be a filmmaker, mm -hmm. like, at all. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until I was, like, 16. So, like, a couple years later after, after you know, getting into acting mm -hmm. um, in high school, um, it wasn't until I was 16 um I totally crashed my sister's date and she went <laughs> she was going on a date with, with a film student at the time yeah and went to see children children of men okay oh wow I remember that yeah yeah and I totally crashed it because I was a brat and I walked out of that theater like oh my god like you know I was like I hate humanity this movie's deep like I, I just couldn't understand like such an intense film can like capture your attention like that you know and um and her date again who was a film student he said to me well this is what we learn in school and I was like what do you mean in school and he's like I go to film school and we learn how to make movies and I was like you go to a school to learn to make movies like I didn't know that film school even existed yeah and that easily i got home that night and i was like mom dad i'm going to film school because <laughs> like, i i'd never seen a film like that and that's what did it just like that wow I'm, I'm saying you know i know you've seen other films in your life but watching children of men that really caught you like you was like whoa this film is deep like you really had a connection with that film right 100%. Like, I've seen movies my whole life, and I love them. And, yeah. You know, I could go back to my childhood of my first horror film and all that stuff, but never a movie where I had to be like, how did they make this? Like, how is this even possible to make a movie like this? You know? And, uh, yeah. And, you know, as soon as he said to me, we learn how to do this in school, I, I was like, I need to make the next best children of men. <laughs> so I'm still far from that. That's like an Academy Award masterpiece. But yeah. like, it, it was it was cool. I'll never forget that moment in my life, like ever. Yeah. So it wasn't like a flavor of the month, or you had a phase like you do, like you knew this was it, right? And then what? How was your parents' reaction to that? Were they like, okay, yeah, you know, if if you if, if you finish, you graduate school, whatever, you know, you you know, we'll think about it. Like, how was their reaction to that? Oh yeah, they were like, "What?" They they were like, "You're changing mind again," <laughs> you know, because I went from sports to acting to yeah. wanting to be a director, and uh, but they're so supportive, so they were like, uh, "Okay, let's figure it out." <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky to have the parents I got. Um, but they were excited, and now they're my biggest fans. Wow, that's a, that, that's amazing, you know, and um. When, you know, being involved in the school and, you know, having um, classmates, friends or associates, whatnot, with a similar interest as you, was that kind of refreshing to say, like, hey, I'm not the weird one.
Oh, 100%. I mean, I think film school, a lot of people, you know, don't agree with film school, but I, I personally love it because it, it not only, you know, school in general disciplines you, teaches you to meet deadlines and keeps you responsible, but it's the first place to network. It's the first place to create your first group of connections you know the people that you might end up working with it's it's such a good practice to know how to be in the industry with surrounded by people who do the same as you and who are as talented as you so it's it's a great first time to learn how to share Mm -hmm. you know how to share everything so definitely i mean that's where i still have one of some of my best friends like uh the cinematographer luke bramley I met him in school, and him and I have been working together ever since. Um, same with my producer, Rainer, and then we made a company together. You know, it's kind of the f- best place. Film school is a, it's a, it's a very safe place to fail. I think that's the best way to put it. It's a safe place to fail where you just learn. You know, you learn and you grow. Wow, that's amazing. And um, being involved in that and, you know, meeting Luke and having connections there, um, which connections you still have to this day, um, do you feel that that um, your passion in, in films and your passion in, in Lucha Libre, wrestling, like, uh, all that plays, a, all that plays a, um, a big part of your life, correct? Oh, yeah. That's, like, all my childhood, like, uh, growing up in Mexico City, so... As much as I can keep my, you know, a lot of my um, background and my roots into my films, I feel that I'm doing my job, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. What, is, well, what is it about um, um, wrestling that you're passionate about? Because it's, 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 it's amazing when I talk to people and, they, you know, there's people who hate wrestling, there's people who love wrestling, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a very selective, you know, selective thing. But what is it about wrestling that you're attracted to? What is it about it? Well, I mean, for me, it's not just typical, uh, you know, uh, the the normal wrestling. I'm into Lucha Libre. Yeah. That's the wrestling I'm into. Yeah. Um, and it's because my dad, he would take me to, to those shows when I was a kid in Mexico City. And if anybody's been to the Lucha Libre in Mexico City, the arena there, Arena Mexico, is so wow. spectacular, massive, and it's just so epic (laughs) and so it just brings me some of the best childhood memories i could ever ask for it was the thrill you know it's such a lucha libre such a big part of our culture it's like it's it's a mixture of dreams and tradition and culture into one sport and it's just part of our nature to to appreciate Lucha Libre. And there's so much to it. And I grew up watching um, El Santo movies when I was little. That wow. was my Batman. Like, that was my <laughs> Superman was El Santo, you know. And the villain wasn't the Joker for me. It was Blue Demon. Yeah. And I just would always enjoy those movies. So seeing superheroes in real life doesn't exist in any other sport. Like, you, you basically can feel and touch and see real-life superheroes. And that's what lucha lib- luchadores are yeah. to us. They're real superheroes. So it's, it's very cool. Like, I, I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what match in, um, um, I don't know if you if it was AAA or CMML, CMLL, but what match stands out to you you remember watching when you was young? 
Oh, man. Uh, dude, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. There's so much. Did... Um, oh, that's a tough question. There's like, like I could not even. Wow. We're going to uh... have to do a part two of just because <laughs> they're so petty. Okay. Um, all right, um, um, how about this? Um, have you ever seen a, a mask versus hair match live? Or have you ever been seeing that? No, I do know of it, but I've yeah. actually never been. Oh, okay. I actually um, just recently met Vampiro, uh, Ian, um, yeah. his luchador name is Vampiro. He was big in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, and he told me about that. And I was like, what? Oh, you didn't know what about that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, man, like the legendary, like Eddie Guerrero, you know, Gory Guerrero, um, Art, the Art Bar, yeah. there's a lot of big time, you know, and, and the Lucha Libre got influenced here, like in the 90s with WCW, like it was really big, so it's still big, you know, wrestling is just huge. Huge, huge, huge deal. Yeah, and you know, I, I can see it because even like with your with your work you could see the influences of um you know mexican culture you could see the day of the dead you could see the lucha libre influences you could see your 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 roots are embedded in your filmmaking and i like how you bring all that together was that a conscious decision like you know i need to bring my heritage to the films like i'm doing or if i'm working on something i have to bring a little bit of my culture there Oh, yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to do that um, if it feels right for the story, you know, and uh, it's just I'm just really proud of where I'm from. And it's something I know I don't want to lose because mm-hmm. it was already hard enough. It was already hard enough moving to Canada from Mexico. And uh, here there's not really a, a big Hispanic community, especially in Vancouver. Like there is, but it's not. It's not as prominent as, let's say, in the States, you know. Gotcha. And, uh, so it just, if I can, and if there's a small window or a big window uh, where some of, you know, my background can fit in it, perfect. We're throwing it in, you know. Like, yeah. pack it in. <laughs> Get everyone <laughs> in the car, like in Mexico. <laughs> pack in as much as you can. So, definitely, I, I will keep doing that. I know it's the October and it's the Halloween season. What's your top three Halloween movies to go to? Like when you that you need to watch this time of year? Ah, uh, dude, you got some seriously hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, there's so many. I mean, my go-to, my go-to for Halloween because it, it changes every year. But this year, I want to revisit. Um, I want to revisit a couple that I haven't watched in a while. I want to revisit Santa Sangre. Ooh, what's that? It's a really awesome Mexican movie. Yeah. Uh, Santa Sangre. I always, always watch Devil's Rejects. Oh, yes. I, I love that movie. Yes. For years during Halloween, every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always try and get myself to watch something new, like a, a new movie. Uh, and Shudder has just come out with has just come out with so many new films. So I definitely I definitely want to watch something new that I haven't. Mm. Um, so I'm going to revisit Santa Sangre, definitely Devil's Rejects, because that's like one of my favorite films. Yeah. And I want to see a new movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to get your freaking, <laughs> like, if you want to get creeped out, most recently I really loved her, 
in the last like two three years like uh hereditary that scared the shit out of me like that was oh, creepy yeah. i heard that about a really that creepy movie oh i recommend that wow um are you into like the torture like torture like movies like i spit on your grave or whatnot and those type of like uncomfortable setting movies yeah, I, just to, I just have to be careful to watch them when my parents are <laughs> <laughs> I still live at home i still live at home so yeah they will be like what the fuck is on the tv <laughs> uh, but i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of exploitation films but good ones like yeah i think there's a big difference with you know with those style films uh then with torture porn yeah, you that's know, yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, torture porn. They okay. have like a social commentary. They have like some some message or some like reasoning behind being so grotesque. But I just I don't like some films that are just like it's just mindless torture and there is no reason to be like that. That's yeah. when I don't like it. That's when I I can't handle it myself. Then I love gore, but sometimes it, it can go to the extreme. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, who's been like your biggest influences and directors in, in out there, like the big time directors? Have you had like a certain influence or somebody you not that you want to be like or you try to emulate, but somebody that's an influence to you? Like any particular directors? Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, if you watch the, my body of work, it looks like a little bit of Rob Zombie and mm -hmm. Robert Rodriguez. Mm. With um, the greedy, visceral style, it, especially Rodriguez's earlier work, yeah, um, they definitely had a big impact on me when I was going to school, and I wanted to be like them. I I loved, you know, how Tarantino would cross the line and 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 all the things he would make, and those guys really had, you know, a big a big influence in me when it came to genre. Mm -hmm. But I went to film school following following Cuaron because of Children of Men and, uh. and Iñárritu's, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu's earlier work because um, their earlier work is so gritty, it's so violent and it's really good stuff and it just kind of led me to genre through Rob Zombie and Robert Rodriguez. I find their style to be super grimy, it's awesome. Yeah, you know the you know the thing. Rob Zombie gets a lot of slack for his work or whatnot, but you know I I think his work is just is different and stylized. Um, what like what 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 um how like in Rob Zombie's uh, to Rob Zombie like what is it about his style that you like? Like what is it about his style that you like? I just think he's not afraid to do mm -hmm. whatever the heck he wants. Yeah, you know, and you can tell he doesn't care that it's dirty. He doesn't care that it's like not perfectly filmed and it's and and it just has its own style that it's not a studio film mm -hmm. it just it screams a voice and that i really admire because it's really hard to make movies at studio level that still have the voice of somebody mm -hmm. and and the stuff he makes it's pretty I mean, it's pretty visceral and really dirty. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's not afraid of it. And that really encouraged me to just not be afraid of who I am, you know, as well. So I love I love his stuff. And it's so real. I, I like the stuff that Rob Zombie makes. He's not, he doesn't take back, you know, the, the whole, like, white trash aspect of things. And I, mm -hmm. I really admire that from him a lot. Yeah.
Um, Variety selected you as one of the ten Latinas to watch. <laughs> how how when you when you read that? How did that make you feel? You was like, what? <laughs> what was that? How? Was... <laughs> <laughs> it was such a nice and surprise and it's such a blessing i find so cool that in the last like uh couple years how much the latin wave in entertainment has has grown yeah. and i feel so lucky to be part of that wave and i think there's still more room for many of us um latinos in the community to be recognized and and i really hope it continues to grow because the the voices and the things we have to say, we're, we're crazy people. Latinos, we're crazy. And we, and we have great things to share. So I just hope uh, more and more um, continue to shine. Yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite Mexican food? My favorite dish? Yes. Man, on <laughs> your question. You're me. Uh, <laughs> Um, dude, if, okay, yeah, no, this is an easy one, actually. If oh. I had to pick one, okay. it would definitely be my mother's, my mother's pozole. Oh, wow. Honey, honey, please. <laughs> now that is legit. My mom's pozole has nothing on anybody. Like, it's like wow. out of this plant. I'm not being biased. It's just the truth. Yeah. I tell people, not being biased. It's just, it's better than your mom's. Yeah. So, so. And if, if, if people out there ever had pozole, oh my God, it is so delicious. You know, so people are like, what the, what the hell is a pozole? But it is so good. Google, <laughs> yeah. Google it with a Z, pozole. Pozole. It's just yep. delicious. It's, it's all you need. I could eat pozole every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I'm saying and you know you're in Canada are there a lot of like ethnic spots a lot of like Mexican spots or Puerto Rican spots are there any like oh, why do you nothing why do you why do you think I still live at <laughs> here so there's nothing no Hispanic food like there is but I, I, I hate to say it Vancouver you're you're lacking on, a, on some good spots oh man and, uh, yeah it's 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 a tough life it's a tough life so I I just decided to stay at home and enjoy it a little bit longer <laughs> that's awesome um <laughs> you just threw me off with that that was funny um so like um getting back to your career um is there a particular thing you want to focus on more than the other? Like the like like directing is so far is you know everything is your passion, but is there a particular thing that you're focused on more now? Hmm, no, not really. I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying learning, um, learning you know learning everything and just and just getting to play in all in all the different sides to being a storyteller. I think, you know, acting has been so much fun so far and I've been using it as a tool to be directed by other directors and learn what, what like, you know, some new tips or, or really write down, okay, I'm never doing that. But, you know, through being an actor, I've just, I've loved being on someone else's set mm -hmm. through a different leader and learning through that and um and also being an actor has helped me as a director immensely 
on how to communicate with actors. It's something I get complimented on a lot by actors is that they love the way I direct them, the way I communicate. And it's simply because I really understand where they're coming from. So I, you know, I love both sides. I love it all. And, uh, and it's kind of like, I'm not really focused on one or the other more. I'm just really going with what God is speaking to me, you know, like Mm -hmm. what my journey seeming like. So I'm just going with it and just staying excited and the opportunity that comes up next, that's the one I'll take. Yeah. Um, how, how is it doing a lot of voiceover work? Because I know you do a lot of voiceover work. You do, like, Marvel and Super Monsters. How is that? Because I could, I could even hearing your voice, you have a very distinctive voice. Like, how is, how is getting into that, like? I love voiceover. I love voiceover. I didn't know I'd be, I'd be good at that. Um, but it's just, like, you're just acting in your own little bubble. Like, you yeah. can show up in your pajamas, and you just do all these fun voices for a few hours, and... I love it. I love it so much. Voiceover, you just have this range of of creativity in such a different way. It's 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 a lot of fun, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like you can't. But the thing is, with voiceover work, like what about if I don't know, like you're feeling sick and your voice is messed up, and like you have the flu or something well, like that. It. Yeah. And that's it. You can't go to work. Oh. <laughs> Like, like that's the thing with voiceover. I've I've been taking care of myself so much more because that is your job, yeah. it's your voice. It's 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 just, and we can get sick through our throat so easily nowadays with weather change or whatever. Yeah. Uh, being hungover, you call it. <laughs> like, you you can hear yeah. the the change in people's voices. Like yeah. one time. Uh, we had, we had to go to work for Super Monsters, which is one of the shows I voice a lot in mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. Yeah, and we had to go into work early, like eight thirty in the morning. Wow! And whew, all of us sounded like we were supposed to all sound like five year old little monsters. We sounded like terribly hungover children, and it was like, <laughs> you know, it was just <laughs> it was crazy how none of us could get to the range that we're used to. Wow. So, so like, do, do you have to put yourself in a zone to get into your Vita voice? Like, do you have to get yourself, like, motivated and, like, find that, you know, the you know do it from your diaphragm, get inside of you for that voice to come out? Like, or is that, that like, natural? I think now it comes off a little bit natural, but I do quote myself, like, three, three quotes that I say a lot in the show that I repeat them to myself to, like, and hear that I'm getting it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, cause it's hard. Like it's high pitched the way she talks. It's, it's really high pitched. So, I mean, not high pitched, but like I do, my voice is very different. So like to get myself there, I gotta at least be a little crazy and talk to myself a little bit yeah. <laughs> before getting there. Um, two more questions. Um, um, is there, um, anyone out there you would like to work with in the future? Any particular actor, director you would like to work with in the future? Oh, man. So many. So many. I, I honestly would. I, I'm sure you've heard this from many people, but I, I too, want to work with, um, in some capacity, with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just such a visionary and such a 
amazing human being in general. So I just, I would love, 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 love to do anything for him. <laughs> like, so, and also him being Mexi from Mexico, like, it's inspiring, you know? And it, it, it was so cool to discover when I saw Children of Men that, they, that he existed and Iñárritu existed. And, you know, they're known as the three amigos. And I was like, wow, like, if they can do it, why can't I, you know? So... I would love to meet him. Yeah. And uh, my final question for you, Gigi, is what would the Gigi of today tell the Gigi of yesterday? Oh, too much mezcal. Go to bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would just I would just continue to, to tell myself that um, focus on what's on today because tomorrow is a brand new day and you got a brand new task every day. Mm -hmm. So... One step at a time, oh. definitely. Oh. Do you have a particular favorite quote that you go by? Yeah, I, I love I love going by the quote, um, never be afraid of failure. That's I mean, I don't know who said it, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, wow, that is the motto of life. You can't be afraid to fail and just grow, you know, and just grow and learn from your mistakes because... If you continue to be afraid, like, you're just, you're torturing and slowing yourself down. Gotcha. Um, Gigi, um, plug your social media, plug anything you got coming up. Um, I know you have a lot of stuff coming up, but plug away. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, for anybody who wants to check out some Latin horror, definitely my, my Instagram and Twitter is at Horror Guerrero. Uh, or you can just put Gigi Saul Guerrero. I swear I'm the only one with that name. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely follow me there and follow Lucha Gore Productions. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, new movies, new announcements. So definitely check it out. And, and our latest work is out on Hulu, uh, uh, Culture Shock, and then on Shutter, El Gigante. Uh, Gigi, I would love to have more time to talk with you again. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and best of luck to you out there. Oh, man, thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back. Thank you. You heard that. She's coming back. <laughs> and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.